0: plushcare.com slash weight loss if you want to hear more from us head on over to patreon.com slash total reboot there you can sign up for just five dollars a month to our exclusive patreon where you'll get access to bonus episodes of a new podcast called reboot Rifts. it's a podcast where cameron and i pitch our ideas for how we think classic films should be rebooted, remade, and reimagined, including Back to the Future and Dracula. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash totalreboot to get access to all that and even more for just five bucks a month. my It's my, chick, it's my
1: Horny babies, welcome to Mic Check Season 2, Colin Murphy's Floor. I'm Cameron James, I'm sitting opposite my esteemed colleague, Dr. Alexei teliopoulos PhD. Pretty huge dong.
0: Yes, I have a pretty huge dong, not the hugest in the world, but it's pretty, it's huge, and it definitely is a dong. That's awesome man Thank you so much Cameron It's great to be here again with you today Talking about the flaws in Eddie Murphy's career Now Are that's what even this uh, whole
1: podcast is about my dear boy This is about digging through the archives of SNL alum and cinematic superstar Eddie Murphy to figure out <laughs> whereabouts... He went wrong, where his flaws emerged in his illustrious career. And previously in this podcast, what have we talked about? We've talked about the best of Eddie Murphy on SNL,
0: which was Sublime. It's one of the best DVDs ever produced by Broadway Video. I love DVDs. DVD culture is my culture, and don't you dare subvert it. (laughs) I miss the days
1: when I could just go rent a DVD Mm -hmm. or go buy one.
0: You can still buy them. Renting is more difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love those awesome little video easy boxes that you sometimes see at supermarkets. Yeah. So you can rent a disc from there. I love that sort
0: of <laughs> Can shit. I borrow a disc from you, please, <laughs> Mr. Robot? <laughs> oh, Rami Malek he works here. <laughs>
1: Uh, I love I love DVDs. Uh, the next one that we looked at was another DVD, which was called 48, 48 hours. hours.
0: Yeah, so we reviewed DVDs on this <laughs> podcast. Then we reviewed the DVD copy of <laughs> Trading Places.
1: In which Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy trade places.
0: And Dan Aykroyd adopts the skin tone of Eddie Murphy for <laughs> one scene.
1: He trades Racial places with him. Trading races. Now, that's a show I would watch. That's a
0: wonderful premise for a DVD that could be released, I reckon. Wonderful premise.
1: And today's DVD that we are reviewing is, of course, one of my favorite DVDs that I've seen in quite a moon. In quite some time. I'm talking, of course, about Coming
0: to America. This DVD is directed by John Landis. (laughs) And put together by Paramount.
1: Some of the greatest minds.
0: They've made some of the best DVDs of all time. The Mission Impossible franchise. Mission Impossible DVDs. Um, (laughs) uh, What what other DVDs have they put together? They put together the DVD box set of Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's right. The DVD, uh, Indiana Jones DVDs. I love those DVDs. (laughs) It's a wonderful box set. Yeah. I've got it on both DVD and Blu-ray DVD. What's that? Blu-ray DVD is like DVD, but super. It's like DVD on steroids.
1: (laughs) God, this is fascinating stuff. (laughs) I love to hear about this sort of stuff because it reminds me that there's stuff out there I don't know about.
0: (laughs) Well, we do know a thing or two about Saturday Night Live and its notable alumni, including Eddie Murphy, who Mm. we are talking about today in his hit DVD film. Coming to America.
1: Now, when you say "coming to America," yeah, how are you spelling that first word? Because C
0: O M I N G T O A M E R I C A. Okay, because okay. it sounded
1: very similar to another movie okay. uh, that I've seen on DVD multiple <laughs> times, but it's spelled a little differently. How do you spell that film? C you I don't want to hear any more of this <laughs> okay. I don't want to hear right. any more All right I'll just send you a Who's copy. in that one uh, <laughs> in being the operative word That's <laughs> actually um it's starring the the actress that became famous for playing Titular um
0: but not as the character Wait, Titular Titular like do you mean America or something in this movie? There's no titular character in there. What are you no, talking about? No, no, about? Titch- uh, okay. So titular. I don't understand at all what you're talking about.
1: Titular. The oh my porn god, of course. Yeah. The Italian porn the star. Italian titular. Porn star character, who's also a vampire, has fangs for nipples. And yeah. Can only be killed by a wooden dick through. Is it heart.
0: true that she's Joshua Jackson's mom? <laughs>
1: In a movie.
0: Oh, in the movie. Okay. In
1: a movie. She transitioned out of porn into just kind of funny, silly romps. And one of them was yep. Coming to America, but a different spelling. Yeah.
0: I heard that your DVD copy of Coming to America, the only difference is that the hole in the middle is a little bit larger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the size yeah, yeah, of a 50 yeah, yeah. cent coin. Is that true? Um, A little wider, perhaps. <laughs> okay.
1: A little, uh, a little thicker and good. Dare I say? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about putting my dick through a DVD, right?
0: Yeah, you're choked.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that sort of shit. And I'm obsessed with DVDs. That's why you love DVDs, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. It's the only video that I can fuck. I couldn't. I tried to make love to a VHS. I tried. Beta. I gave it a go. Um mp4 can't do it not gonna do it not (laughs) Not gonna gonna do do it it, yeah 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 that's sort of what
0: about mini discs
1: do you need me to say it too small (laughs) only a dvd can carry my well we're talking (laughs) about a wonderful
0: movie today coming to america i highly recommend rewatching this film what a treat it was to watch let's see a little taste of that dvd trailer <laughs> Behold simmy! Life! Real life! And seeing that
1: we have been denied for far too long. We're in New York now. Let us dress as New Yorkers. I feel like I Coming idiot. to America 1988, my birth year, directed by John Landis. The four funniest men in America are Eddie Murphy.
0: That is a great Great tagline for this film.
1: Prince Akeem, heir to the throne of Zamunda, leaves the tropical paradise kingdom in search of his queen. But what better place than Queens? New York to find his bride. (laughs) Joined by his loyal servant and friend, Semi, Akeem attempts to blend in as an ordinary American and begin his search. This is a story about Eddie Murphy and... His friend, <laughs> semi, semi, played
0: by <laughs> Arsenio Hall,
1: who come to America, and it's called Coming to America. They come
0: to frickin' America, and I, um, <laughs> 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 this is such a good movie. It yeah. made me so much joy to watch yeah. this film again. It was
1: a great uh, palate cleanser after the,
0: after Trading Places after the trading last places, week. After Trading Places, which I did not like. Have you watched this movie recently?
1: I mean, I watched it today,
0: yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you saw this film? Today. Okay. <laughs> so, you've seen it within the last five years? <laughs> seen
1: sometime in the last five to 15 years, yeah, yeah. Today, in fact.
0: I reckon this has been a few years to me. I think I'd seen it pretty recently, about 10 years ago or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think... I watched, the last time I watched it very recently was um, when it was on TV when I was in year six.
0: So not even on DVD. <laughs> not even on DVD. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I The last time I watched it, it was on a DVD. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my DVD player and I watched it.
1: And how'd you find it?
0: I loved it back then. I love it even more now. I mean, now, how'd I you think. find the DVD? Yeah, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the DVD. No, where did you find the where? DVD? <laughs> did you find I it? found it at the DVD shop that I worked at when I was 16 years oh, old. okay, great. I worked at a DVD store where I'm you could rent DVDs from it. <laughs>
1: this is what I'm imagining you did. Yeah. You're standing at the desk. Yes, th- I'm behind the desk. You're behind
0: the desk. You're probably wearing a Clerks t-shirt. No, I was wearing a t-shirt of my own choice. Okay, what it- was it? Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> It was a T-shirt of the of the movie Clerks, yeah, um, that you'd customize. I'm imagining. Yeah, it's um, made out of a hockey jersey that I put. I did. I put Kevin Smith's face on it
1: instead of the uh, Redskins. Yes, logos.
0: I did red face on on Kevin Smith and put it on my shirt.
1: Great. So you're standing behind the desk. You think I need to watch something tonight? Or I'm going to lose mm. my freaking mind. I'm, a I'm 15, or yeah. uh, fifteen or seventeen. How old were
0: you? I'm fifteen or seventeen.
1: So somewhere in the last like
0: around the last ten years, in the or last so. like ten years or yeah. so, yeah,
1: you um, you're like, I need to, I, tonight I need to do something. I need to let I'm, out some steam. I have so many <laughs> hormones.
0: I have so much steam built inside of I'm me. I'm
1: a ball of steam and hormones, and I need to let this shit out of my system. Mm-hmm. There's only two ways you can do it. One, I mean, I'll knock that out in about five minutes, but when I'm done with that, I need to pop something on that's going to make me crack up my shit. So
0: I borrowed two DVDs that day. Uh, I borrowed, they're both called Coming to America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, first of all, you head to the adult film section, you yep. get number one. Then, second of all, you head over to a section, and there's a tag above it. And it says
0: comedy Comedy section It's It was my home It That's was the largest section Your stomping ground It was my stomping ground It's where I had the best wrecks I knew all the good stuff I What said,
1: sort of shit was in there, <sighs> brother?
0: Lots of good stuff I would recommend A Fish Called Wanda Great movie Just kidding That was in the masterpiece section of my oh, choosing, it's an, it it's an Oscar, Oscar winner, Oscar-winning film. What would be in the comedy section? Stuff like American Pie, Great one, movie. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, they're all in there. Uh, the whole pie, the whole the whole piece of pie is in there. No, just the Not just the slices. Slice it's the entire pie. The entire freaking pie. The entire freaking pie is in there. What else is in there? Um, Probably. Got stuff like Corky Romano, yeah, Wayne's World, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin Powers 1, 2, and 3. Austin Pussy? Austin Pussy. I did make a, a fan film <laughs> called Austin Pussy <laughs> <laughs> that is in there. Yep. It stars Tom Cruise. He signed up for it. Excellent. Um, yeah, lots of great films. You're
1: scouring the shelves. I'm looking through its alphabetical order. Yep. A
0: American Pie. B, B. Bewitched. Baby's Day Out. They're all there.
1: <laughs> C. Coming to America.
0: Now, I've this never sounds seen cool. This. Yeah, and I chucked it on, put the DVD in my player, uh, watched it, loved it, love it to this day. It is so funny. I think what makes this movie so special is that it is Eddie Murphy uh, kind of taking. His career in a different direction He's playing a romantic lead A new direction A new direction Hang on a second (laughs) What did you just get me to say? Don't worry about it Okay He (laughs) He takes his career in a new direction (laughs) And he uh, He plays it a little bit straight Much like a new direction
1: (laughs) Not mine Not mine
0: Mine's a little curved Well mine's dead straight It's also dead. Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays. He's playing a romantic lead in this film. That's right. Probably his first romantic
1: comedy. Do it is his it? first. Shortly followed by Harlem Nights. Yeah, Men Boomerang. Another rom com.
0: Okay, really. No, Don't I know, know about either of those.
1: I know a fair few uh, things about this guy's okay, career. Okay, yeah. okay. I've had. A, okay. But this is the first one. This is the first time I think that Eddie Murphy deliberately changed his image, his mm-hmm. public image from like outrageous, fast talking, crazy wise character- cracking comic to a leading man. Yeah. This is what he wanted to be. He wanted mm. to be a leading man. Yeah. But in this movie, he gets to have his pie and eat it too. Because he also I don't know if you know this plays three other characters in this movie.
0: I do know about this.
1: Which uh, was probably just a fun lark for him to do at the time, but unknowingly, it set up the next phase of his career.
0: Yeah, it is the first time Eddie Murphy is playing multiple characters in the same film, which I think is the brilliant touch of this film as well because this, to me, is what... Movies by these notable SNL alumni should be mm. it's a nice story mm-hmm. that is structured well with some comedic structure through it but it's a class. It's, it has a classic structure mm-hmm. but it has enough room for Eddie Murphy as his lead to have a collaborator on with him mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. uh, to be goofing around doing some goofy things mucking around having fun yep. but then there's moments in the film that are pure sketch comedy That's which right. is when we see Arsenio and Eddie don Prosthetic makeups to play ca- wildly different characters from what they are known for playing in yeah. this film.
1: It's a sketch movie and it's a narrative comedy in one.
0: And that's what you. I think the best SNL movies should be attaining to be. Who else does this? I can think of one guy. I can think of one great man who has played many different great men
1: in the same feature film. Same feature film. I'm talking, of course, about none other.
0: Then Frank Caliendo, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest mimic yep. of all time. That guy was so good. I know. Of course, you are not talking about. We're Frank talking about Caliendo. Mike Myers. Mike frickin Myers. He played Austin. He played Doctor Evil. He played minimes Me's Big Dad. Who is Doctor Evil? <laughs> <laughs> he played Fat Bastard. <laughs> hey, what did he? <laughs> he played
1: <laughs> Golden Member. Yeah. He's tr- he's done it all. He played Shrek. He's played so many characters.
0: <laughs> he played Shrek, of course, in the movie Shrek. <laughs> he's, played, he's played He multiple played the characters freaking titular in movie.
1: Shrek. He's, oh, I, I know you're not saying. i would say the title character yeah, of the movie is called Shrek. Yeah, you're not saying what I think you're saying.
0: Not titular Shrek, who is... <laughs> who is, of course, the DreamWorks... <laughs> the DreamWorks porno film. The DreamWorks porno, where porno where they got, which never saw the light of <laughs> they day. Play, they got titular to play Shrek, and that's why it's called titular Shrek. And it's not good. It's great. It's really great. <laughs> <laughs> She's got freaking fangs coming out of her head for ears. Yeah, it's
1: really cool stuff. Um, smash mouth. That's not all; that's getting <laughs> smashed.
0: But it also is.
1: Yeah, there's ma- mouth as well. Um, no, this is this is the closest thing that we get to a Mike kind of movie, mm. really, because it's the story is awesome. Yeah. Like it's a really nice told story. A very classical Hollywood classical
0: story. Classical
1: Hollywood story. But then there's the sketch bits are like pretty fucking wild. Yeah. They're pretty. It's the sketch stuff is what you end up seeing in the whole Clumps mm. universe yeah. <laughs> later. Yeah. The Clumps universe. Clumps cinematic universe later in Eddie's career. But I think it works better in smaller doses mm. within a bigger movie. I think this is the best. Example of Eddie Murphy Playing multiple characters In a movie
0: I think so Because they're all So wildly different From each Mm. other As well And this Is the first time That I realise That he is playing The soul singer In this film as well When they originally Do come, come to America They go to a church Function and Randy Watson is brought onto the stage by another character played by Arsenio Hall, who's playing the Reverend um, Reverend Brown, Great who Arsenio too. said is based on his dad. He just did an impression of his dad for Reverend Brown. Perfect. Also, there's a bit of James Brown in there, I'd say, in his panel speech. It's like James Brown is the godfather of soul. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> But then Randy Watson, the soul singer, played by Eddie Murphy, one of the fictional band Sexual Chocolate. I only realized it was him for the first time today because his voice was Eddie Murphy's voice. Mm. The stunning makeup job by prosthetic, brilliant genius, Rick Baker, mm-hmm. who, of course, designed the werewolf in An American Werewolf in London from John Landis. Mm-hmm. He does, uh, does an even better job on this film.
1: He slummed it by making uh, prosthetics for Eddie Murphy and
0: there, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. He, I can't believe he didn't win because <laughs> he looks like a different human being. Yeah, He doesn't look like he's in costume. Every one of the different characters that they play in this film looks like it's an actual human being that yeah. is not played by these people.
1: The only one, I think Saul, the white Jewish guy that he plays, is...
0: The most obviously prosthetic. Yeah. See, it looks like prosthetic, but I don't think it's Eddie Murphy underneath there.
1: I think it's because it's so obviously prosthetic, you'd be like, okay, that has to be Eddie Murphy. Who else the fuck would it be? But it looks great. It looks awesome, but I think the Randy Watson character, Sexual Chocolate... Is the best yeah. because it's just like slight changes to Eddie's face yeah. that make him look so different. Like completely he's completely different. He's got a more full cheek. His eyes a little bit drooped. Yeah.
0: He's got a different no. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny. It's so funny. It's,
1: a, it's so funny. And I love that the band is called Sexual
0: Chocolate. Yeah. I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever. Well, should we just talk about the other characters he plays before we yeah. go into Akeem as well? Yeah. Saul and Clancy, the guys that work at the. Uh, Cl- Saul is just a guy that hangs out at the barbershop. Yeah. Clancy is a barbershop owner, also played by Eddie Murphy. Mm. And then also, Arsenio play, uh, plays a, a Morris, who's another barber in the shop, mm. who's never cutting anyone's hair. Yeah. Uh, the
1: barbershop stuff, that's like the first time I'd ever seen that on screen. Now, yeah. it's like a huge part of like culture that we see all the time. Even yep. Atlanta had a whole barbershop episode. There's mm. the barbershop movies, but I'd never seen <laughs> that on screen before. So, I did not get it i just i thought it was just a funny sketch idea that they had yeah it's fucking awesome i love watching just people bitch and And they're just mucking
0: around yeah it's awesome it's just talking about like old sports it's talking about cassius clay yeah muhammad ali whether we should call him cassius we should call him muhammad i think it's just very very funny and is it cooper
1: gooding jr in
0: that scene cooper gooding jr who Hmm. doesn't have a speaking line in the thing Really, he's he's just just getting his hair cut pretty weird yeah, it's
1: weird. And he's one of the funniest dudes around. I mean, I've seen Boat Trip. Have you actually seen it? I have seen Boat Trip with Horatio <laughs> so Sands. I've seen it.
0: And Roger Moore.
1: It's one of the coolest movies. It's one of the best movies of Bond movies.
0: <laughs> definitely. Because definitely. it's got Roger Moore in it, so it's a <laughs> Bond film.
1: It's my favourite Bond movie, my favorite trip movie. Yeah. I love trips. Mr. Bean's trip (laughs) It's actually Mr. Bean's vacation
0: There's vacation movies Road trip Euro trip Exactly There's a difference between vacation movies and trip movies Yeah Trip movies generally are a little bit sexier Yeah There's a trip
1: Vacation movies are also kind of sexy But there's
0: hijinks Yeah There's more hijinks
1: Yeah Sexual chocolate is my favourite part of this movie, I think. Yeah. And it has been for a long time. Since it's so I last a, watched it very recently in year six.
0: It's just such a straight up sketch. Yeah. Because it's just these two mucking around in makeup <laughs> for no reason. there has got no consequence on the film it at all. It doesn't
1: have anything to do with the movie. I also love that like, the joke of the sexual chocolate scene is that
0: the band aren't very good. Yeah.
1: But they're also not that bad. Yeah. They're like fine.
0: They're fine. They're just a local band. <laughs> they they're singer. the kind of band that would be playing at a church. What's the song
1: they're playing? It's that... Um, oh, whatever the fuck. It's like a classic song. Mm. And um, every time it cuts to the audience, they're looking like a little bit underwhelmed mm. with Eddie's performance. Yeah. With the singing. But it's like it's not like he's doing a bad job singing it. And he's, he's just got a great not, voice. He's just like not awesome. Yeah, it's such a weird, subtle joke that just yeah, everyone's just judgmental of the band's sexual chocolate because they're taking
0: over the show. Yeah,
1: and they don't get like a huge applause. They yeah. just get a smattering of applause. But it's also not. No one's booing or anything. It's such a weird weird little sketch.
0: It's such a weird sketch that's playing with this weird tone. I love Um, it. I think what I love most about this movie is the... It is related to that tone. It is the world that is built in this film. Mm. Because we see the fictional African nation of Zamunda when we first come into the film. We're seeing... Like, that is well established and that is good, I think. Yeah. But then when we come to Queens, it's even better. Like, there's just like... They've built up this wonderful strange community in queens around mcdowell's which Mm. is the fake mcdonald's ripoff that is owned by uh john amos's character yeah yeah and i think that is just all really clever world building and i read in a i watched a review with siskel and ebert a a review contemporary to when the film came out Mm and Siskel was talking about how much he loved the film. Ebert chimed in saying that he thought it wasn't original. He said that how much he loved Eddie Murphy, he loved Trading Places, mm. and he felt that this film held Eddie back. It was Eddie not being as big and as brash and as wisecracking as he's mm. capable of being. He's playing a, a somber character that he didn't like, and he found the script to be completely unoriginal, and he said, give the guy a script. And I think that he I hate to speak ill of the Dead. Roger Ebert, you're wrong. It's original because it's a movie that has like two white characters in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. Or three, exactly. and one of them's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wasn't it um Spike Lee or who famously hated Eddie Murphy and would say he he does nothing for black people. He's just a millionaire who focuses on himself. Maybe. And yet this movie, you're right, has two speaking lines for white people in it and yeah the third one is Eddie Murphy and Whiteface
0: one of them is a taxi driver that's in it for one scene and the other one is well we've got the
1: two homeless guys as well so there's three Three.
0: who of of course are the dukes from Trading Places yeah
1: the only bit of stink on this movie if I might say so (laughs) really yeah okay Um, so it's like I read a quote from John Landis too where he said it's funny that no one ever talks about this movie as a black movie. Mm. No one ever says it's an African-American movie. It's an African-American comedy. Yeah. Because it was just so big and Eddie was so big that no one ever talked about him in regards to race. Yeah. Yet most of this movie is African-American characters and it's about black culture. Yeah. Like it's not a... It's a black movie. (laughs) It's black.
0: It's such a black movie. It's
1: got barbershop scenes in it. Yeah. And it's set in Queens for the most part and Africa for the rest of it. For the other part. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's weird that no one ever talks about it in that way. But I guess that's what Eddie was. He was so big that people just talked about him as a movie star, not as like a icon of race or anything like that.
0: Which is strange to me because we we In this podcast, we've looked at his work, and his work is that we've looked at is all about this it is mm. it is about the class divide between African Americans and white Americans. It is about that his stuff on s n l is satire about exactly that mm. thing he was a he was a cultural comedian, but I think Eddie Murphy himself did transcend that while his work didn't quite transcend it yet at this time. Mm. Later on, I think the clumps isn't so much a, about mm. African American culture no. while it is a large African American cast as well. But then Most of whom are Eddie Murphy. Most of whom <laughs> yeah, are Eddie Murphy once again. <laughs> but then you know Dr. Dolittle, that's not a black movie. Daddy yeah. Daycare, that's not a black movie. Yeah. And he transcends it then. But I think at this point in time, I, I find it hard to believe that this is this film could be understated in that way. Mm. I guess it's just uh
1: because he was such a big comedian. No one and he wasn't he was on a white show. Like yeah. he got famous on a white show. Yeah. So he just was already a little bit above all that. It wasn't like he came up through Def Jam or something like that. Yeah. He was he got famous on the whitest fucking show made by the whitest man. Lorne Michaels. But he
0: wasn't <laughs> Lorne wasn't around. That's true. It was Gene Domanian or something like that. It Gene was... Domaniac. Well, <laughs> hiring guys like Eddie Murphy probably is a bit of a maniac.
1: <laughs> okay. I liked this movie a lot this time around. I think I liked those scenes where they're playing other characters more than the rest of the story. Mm. But I did like seeing Eddie
0: be a romantic lead. I kind of forgot how sweet he can be. Yeah, and I really like Akeem as a character. Mm. Like, I think that this the sweetness of Eddie Murphy comes through, mm. the the way that he can show empathy and care about people comes through. And that's what this whole movie is about. It is this romance between uh, a, a prince posing as a pauper the Not- Fresh Prince and the pauper. <laughs> well, the last movie we watched is a version of Prince <laughs> yeah, and the Pawper, exactly.
1: So I think um, there's something about him that I've always had a little bit of a problem with and that is that he is a funnier actor than he is a good actor. Mm. At least at this point in his career. And yeah. so, it's almost like... I can, I can. Here's where I a little bit agree with Ebert. It's almost like... He comes so alive when he's behind those prosthetics Mm. Because those characters are so big And they're full of life and they're crazy And he can do anything He can do anything But when he has to be this sweet romantic lead type Like while he's he's quite good at it There's still a part of it that feels fake or studied It's the same thing I think about Tom Cruise In that like anytime I see him do romance I don't quite buy it Yet Anytime he has to Jump off a building Or climb um, Up a building (laughs) Yeah (laughs) He's awesome at it And I like Love watching his face Emote those emotions But I don't quite buy it When it's supposed to be romance Mm. That's how I feel about Eddie That's something I'm gonna throw at you
0: I can see that I can understand that And Yeah I can empathize with that as well But I don't know. I think this is a really good performance. I think Eddie is really good in this movie I as the it's lead as well. His
1: best performance so far probably. Mm. Even though it's not as fun. It's like a good it's a really good solid leading man performance. Yeah. And this movie is so much better than Trading Places. So even much better. it is set in the same world. <laughs>
0: Even though it is a sequel to Trading Places. It is
1: a secret sequel, Shyamalan style. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where Akeem gives his money away to two homeless men who are then later revealed to be the Duke brothers from Trading Places. And... If you hadn't seen Trading Places, you would not know what that scene is about. Yeah. The score changes the to score let you know changes. that now we are in a trading places We're sequel. We're in a trading places sequel and they call each other by their full names and they like one of them looks at the money and goes, We're back, brother. Mm. Which I don't want to see those two come back. I want them to remain homeless.
0: Yeah. Did you did you so having watched Trading Places right before we saw this film, mm. did you was there any satisfaction in seeing those two again?
1: No, I don't care. I didn't um, like that movie. So
0: <laughs> 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 I, I like Don Imusia and Ralph Bellamy as performers. I think they're
1: great performers. Yeah, they're they're good. I think they're funny. I think but they it, were funny in that movie. But I also just it just reminded me of. Trading Places but and I'm, then I also don't want to see those two characters get redeemed
0: in any way at the, but that, mm. I don't yeah it is true and it's like at the time Trading Places come out f- years before this yeah. like six five six mm. years but it was the n- number four movie of that year the only mm. movies that beat it were like Return of the Jedi mm. and and the one that won the Oscar that year which is the what's the James L. Brooks movie f- movie with um, Shirley MacLaine I have no idea. Shit. Oh, God. Ah, whatever. He (laughs) gives (laughs) a shit. The one where where Jack Nicholson lives next door to Shirley MacLaine. I don't even even know what the fuck that means. (laughs) What is it? I can't remember. The (laughs) film that won the Oscar that year. Those are the only films that beat Uh, trading places at the box office. uh So, like... Back then I can't even imagine those people going like that's the old cunts from that movie. Yeah, I mean
1: I mean maybe it would be a thing for comedy nerds, you know, who are like excited to see. But that's like if you
0: were watching you went to go see Bruno at the cinema. Yeah. And then you're like, Holy shit, it's the wolf pack in the one scene or something (laughs) like that, you know?
1: Nah, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so different. Yeah, if the if the Wolfpack run Bruno, that's not comparable at all. Okay, it's, it's like It's like if um a character from The Dictator was in Grimsby. Yeah. And I would be excited about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see Jason Mazukas in yeah, Grimsby. Yeah, is like, in Grimsby playing the same shit. character and I'd be like, yeah.
1: "Oh, it's in the same world." It's you know what it is? It's the equivalent of um that character that Rob Schneider does in uh, Adam yeah. Sandler movie. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. It's that my
0: favorite character. You can do you it. Can
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it is honestly one of the funniest things that anyone can say. Yeah. Do you know I heard s- <laughs> someone heckle at a gig recently? Oh my god. Where they all they yelled out was "You can do it" when someone <laughs> like forgot their joke. Oh my god! And it god. killed. <laughs> People still oh remember God. you can do it. Of course they remember you can do it. it's one of the funniest things you can yell out. Yeah. Shit, dude. People listening, if you ever come to one of our shows yeah. and it looks like we're struggling to remember our next bit, please yell
0: out you can do you it. You can do it. You can do it. And <laughs> it will kill. It'll kill. You'll be a hero. You'll be, You'll be a, be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be, be officially coming. be the funniest comedian on the night, and
1: that's honestly what all of us are just dying to be. Yeah, the funniest on the on the night, and the funniest on this night probably Eddie Murphy.
0: Probs Ed. Yep, Probs second Ed.
1: probably Arsenio Hall.
0: Sec third John Amos probably. Who the
1: fuck is Arsenio Hall? I know he was a talk show host, host. After was this, he, was he a comedian? Yeah,
0: he's a stand-up. Arsenio Hall was a stand-up comedian. Uh huh character comic like he did stuff i don't like know Eddie if he'd done too much character stuff before this because that's this is the main time that i really know him for being i mean he'd only done one movie before this
1: yeah i think his show was on if not his show if not the arsenio hall show mm. he had guest hosted shows before this yeah. i think i read somewhere that he replaced or guest hosted for joan rivers spot he was. The, he had a show he was
0: also the original voice of Winston Zeddemore in the cartoon the real Ghostbusters from 1986 to 1987
1: a part that was originally offered to Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. um, they um, I think he's quite good in this it's weird but it's kind of he's like he's great I think I really only know yeah he's really good in it yeah. he's really he's like he nearly matches Eddie in yeah. a lot of scenes but it's seeing him and I only really know him as a talk show host Yeah, it's like the equivalent of seeing James Corden in something
0: Oh, okay. Or
1: like um if Kimmel was in a movie or yeah. <laughs> something like that. It's just yeah. like it's very jarring for me. I can't stop thinking about the fact that he's not really an actor. He's yeah. just like
0: He's uh, a comedian. But he he's
1: an acting in this movie. He's pretty good in it. Yeah. One of my favorite uh two characters are uh, the uh the parents of Prince Akeem. Yeah. Who are of course played by James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair, Yeah, who would later play king and queen again in The Lion King. Oh, of course. Yeah. They are the voices of Mufasa and Sarabi in Lion King. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Very, very cool. Very cool connection.
1: Very cool connection. It's almost as if those silly billies over at Disney went, you know what? Do you know what
0: would be a laugh? What
1: would be a laugh if we set it in the same universe? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And they play the same characters. (laughs) If
1: we set The Lion King in the Coming to America universe, which is also the Trading Places universe... That's cool for fans. I would love
0: them to remake Coming to America with the voice actors from The Lion King. I would love for it to be Matthew Broderick instead of Eddie Murphy (laughs) in in this film. And
1: I guess Rowan Atkinson instead of Arsenio Hall. Instead of Arsenio Hall, Rowan Atkinson. (laughs) And it's like, we've
0: come to America. What are we doing here?
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh, Prince (laughs) Hakeem! Come on, I'm Prince Akeem. He has the softest voice. Yeah. Matthew Broderick. He's been through a lot. <laughs> he's been through a softest lot. Softest
0: voice, hardest heart. <laughs> he's
1: really He's really been through some shit, that guy, and uh, <laughs> I So yeah. sorry.
0: He's been through some shit. He's been through a family. He's <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know, he's the king of Broadway, so good for him. James Earl Jones and, uh, and Madison Sinclair, I love those two. Yeah. Uh, the whole world of uh, like the African nation at the start yeah. is really fun. Yeah. And uh, I guess you've already mentioned this, uh, like hinted towards it. It was kind of parodying the way that people saw Eddie Murphy at mm. the time as yeah. well that he was a kind of pampered, rich... I think all that is so stuck funny. ...stuck up prince in a bubble.
0: When he's like wants to... It's his birthday. The, the first scene mm. where we are we are in his room, then this band comes in and slowly plays music to wake him yeah, up. Yeah, an orchestra. An orchestra. No, they're a band. They're <laughs> <laughs> not a band. <laughs> an orchestra. You
1: 2 Yeah, you 2 comes in. <laughs> they, yeah. But
0: They wake him up. I think that is so funny, just the way yeah. his eyes slowly open.
1: Yeah, all the kind of like... Parody of excess mm. Is really funny in this Like
0: him doing a shit Having he a royal wiper The yeah. royal penis is clean sir Which is
1: a line that uh, A lot of people have quoted yeah. Since in my life I feel like I've heard So many people in my life Really? Quote that line
0: they, uh, like they- <laughs> The royal
1: penis is clean
0: sir <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's really weird <laughs> that is so weird And Wipers I've heard a lot of people quote that like, Yeah It's really uh, This movie is weirdly A part of my life Okay Um, In ways that I Did not realize Until I watched it again This
0: morning Well you own it on DVDs I so. love
1: DVDs Yeah I love DVDs Um, I love the whole start sequence And then But you know It's like Well I mean It's the movie I wanted Trading Places to mm. be I wanted to I want to watch Eddie Murphy Like learn something and yeah. be redeemed and blah 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 and this is kind of a reverse trading places I guess for him yeah he trades places with himself yeah with his own
0: damn self yeah I, I think but it is
1: it's exactly what I wanted that movie to be and it's better than that movie
0: I'm trying to, maybe I can kind of come to a compromise with Roger Ebert because the late Roger the Ebert. late and I'll say it, great Roger Ebert mm. he and
1: can I say it wait
0: <laughs> okay I'm
1: waiting the guy was at put on a lot of weight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> not towards the end, obviously. <laughs> Tragically. <laughs> Tragically, <laughs> Tragically he, uh, something happened to yeah, him. The was guy was not bad. well. Yeah, he didn't go. In his go. final years. And out. I respectfully... <laughs> To his family, to fans. I respectfully burned him. Respectfully, you've been burned. (laughs) (laughs) You're on burn notice, dude.
0: I think at that point in the 80s, we're in 88 now, the 80s, we saw this big comeback. Of Even films like Trading Places Where it has a very classical Hollywood feel Like it feels mm. like screwball comedies mm. Or romantic comedies I'm looking at films Like the biggest version of that Is definitely Crocodile Dundee Yeah, true. And I think this film has a lot in common With Crocodile Dundee It's a fish, fish out, of out of water, water romantic comedy Yeah I think the romance in Crocodile Dundee is better, but I think the comedy in this is way better, obviously, because Crocodile yeah. Dundee is like a weirdly not oh, a funny movie. Oh, God, he's funny. <laughs> yeah. oh. I love his piss takes. <laughs> <It's->
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's a funny fucker. Yeah. He he's a larrikin. I love his piss takes. <laughs> he takes the piss and he, he really runs with it. Oh,
0: he runs with that piss so well. <laughs> He's so good. I, I almost like I can see why as someone who has seen had seen as so many movies as Roger Ebert, the guy loved DVDs. Mm. They weren't even invented yet, he loved them. He um he would have been sick of this trend in comedies. Yeah, sure. But I think this stands the test of time as a really great version of something like that. Mm. And it is because it is this beautiful Cinematic comedy world populated by wonderful actors like Samuel L. Jackson is in this yeah. movie, one of his first roles. Mm. He plays a guy trying to rob McDowell's.
1: Sadly, not one of his last. He had he's taken. <laughs> sadly, he, he's done every movie ever since. Sadly,
0: Samuel L. Jackson hasn't had an illustrious career in <laughs> DVDs. He
1: is Samuel L. Jackson, one of. One of the finest actors yep. working today. Mm. Unfortunately, he's he's a little overworked. He's yeah. working in everything. <laughs> he's in every movie right now. He's been right in now. every DVD that you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is in Attack of the Clones DVD. He's yeah. in Avengers Rise of Ultron DVD. If you get
1: out a DVD from the DVD shop, yep. Samuel L. Jackson is in it. <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he's in every DVD. He's in every freaking DVD that there is. Yeah. Have you ever oh. seen Goodfellas on DVD?
1: Is, uh, is that the one with Sam Jackson Yeah, it? he's yeah. in it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you've yeah. seen it. He's in so many DVDs, including this one. Yeah. In a great performance. He's
0: great in it.
1: Cuba, obviously. John Amos. Please, yeah. come on. We've already mentioned all these actors. These are great performances. Is it as good as Crocodile Dundee? Mm, I mean, time will tell.
0: Time has told. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the romantic moments... They almost sing out for more foot to be bigger, yeah. But also, I kind of like that the grand gestures aren't so big. Like, Mm. there's, I think the the nicest moment in this film is when they're on the subway with him and Shari Headley. Where he says that he, he she loved did you I'll only leave you if you admit you didn't love me when you thought I was a goat herder, hmm. and then he she said that if you want me, I'll renounce my kingdom right now, and he and he renounces on the subway. Hmm. I think that's such a lovely moment because you like you believe him. it's like yeah. yeah he 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 wants to do that.
1: I kind of th- hoped the movie would end in that scene because it was yeah. quite nice, and I like that the big romantic moment was happening in a grotty Queens subway, yeah. Um, and that's all kind of a little bit undone by the big grand wedding at the end there. It's, that's a weird thing about that. I think it would have been mm. sweet if the movie ended there and they just lived in Queens and it was like a r- complete opposite ending to the start of the movie where yeah. he wakes up in paradise. This movie should end in f- in filth in a little filth, bit, but love yeah. in filth. But of it course, the movie ends with them just having a fairytale wedding in yeah. Africa and... She's like happy being the queen. She loves <laughs> so she, it. She loves being the
2: queen.
0: Another moment that I really like in this film is when they're at the uh, baseball game. Is it baseball? Mm. No, basketball. They're at basketball mm. game, and uh, we see Eddie Murphy be confronted by a loyal servant to Zamunda, and he says it's the best moment of his life. I think Mm. that is such a funny moment. Especially (laughs) the the tag to the et al is when they ask who was they said it's just a guy that I met in the bathroom. (laughs) It's so funny. It's like such a nice moment. And it just shows that like what a good guy Eddie's character is. I think Mm. it's a good save the cat moment in this film.
1: My only problem is maybe there's a little few too many of those save the cat moments. Like it's it's setting up a lot that this guy's a good guy. It's Mm. the same same way I I said it already about Tom Cruise. A lot of his good guy performances always have about five or six moments where he like does a beautiful gesture for somebody. (laughs) This movie has so many. Even in the start of the movie, he's like, you know, play fighting Arsenio Hall. Yeah. And Arsenio's like you get to have a new wife. She's going to be so hot. She'll have big tits and a nice ass and he's like, you know, real love should be respectful and come from a place of mutual admiration or something like that. Like straight away, he's like the good guy. So he has nowhere to really go, which I think maybe the movie would have uh, benefited a little bit more from him being a bit of a shit at the start yeah. who has to learn how to be a decent person or something.
0: I think that, yeah, that would have made it... I mean, it would have made it a masterpiece. You know, that's all we're saying is that this movie is yep. so close to being a masterpiece. With our, our touches, opinion. it could have been a masterpiece. We could have, if they had gotten us on board to yeah. finish the DVD off, we would, have, we would have made it better.
1: Now, we've talked a lot about DVDs in this and uh, one thing I'd like to mention is my favourite part of a DVD is, of
0: course, The DVD extras. (laughs) Such Uh, as the behind the scenes. (laughs) Behind
1: the scenes, photo gallery. (laughs) um,
0: Interactive menu. Interactive menu. Subtitles.
1: um, Sometimes there's an electronic press kit that Mm. tells you a little bit about the feature you're about to watch. One behind the scenes uh, moment in this film is that Eddie Murphy Mm -hmm. and John Landis did not get
0: along. They were confrontational on this film. Which is shocking to us. Yes, because trading places, they seem to have had a good relationship to get each other back on board. It would be, it would make sense. This is a film allegedly of Eddie Murphy's creation that mm. he wanted. This was his project. He was originally going to direct the film.
1: He loved this. He had the story idea. He was like, "I'm going to direct this film." Allegedly, yeah. There's look, there's been some lawsuits. There's actually been a lot of lawsuits. Yeah, a lot of people have sued this movie because they think it's their story yeah we'll, it's, but in we'll, fairness it's like a story as old as time it's just yeah it's prins- song as
0: old as rhyme
1: <laughs> beauty in the beast hole yeah
0: the film was the subject of a Butchwald v. Paramount civil lawsuit which the humorous Art Butchwald filed in 1990 against the film's producers on the grounds that the film's idea was stolen from his 1982 script treatment about a rich de- despotic African potente who can't, I've never heard any of these words before, <laughs> who comes to America for a state visit. Paramount had optioned the treatment from Butchwald and John Landis was attached as director and Eddie Murphy as the lead. But after two years of development, hell, Paramount abandoned the project in March 1985. In 1987, Paramount began working on America based on a story by Eddie Murphy. Which is almost the same, except he's looking for a wife. Exactly. This time. Um, and, but, you know, it is just one of those stories that has
1: always existed. Like, rich person falls in love with a yep. poor person. Yeah. That's it. That's all the story is, which is fine. Um, anyway, so Eddie was top of the world. He allegedly came up with the story for this movie. Yeah. And he brought John Landis on board. And yep. John Landis was in The Doldrums.
0: Yeah. Should we just read Eddie Murphy's quote? Yeah. Uh, we had a tussling confrontation. We didn't come to blows. Personalities didn't mesh. I grabbed him and he thought I was playing. So he tried to grab my balls and I pushed him away. But I wasn't kidding. He was doing
1: some silly shit that made me mad. He directed me in Trading Places when I was just starting out as a kid. But he was still treating me like a kid five years later during coming to America. And I hired him to direct the movie.
0: I was going to direct Coming to America myself, but I knew that Landers had just done three fucked up pictures <laughs> in a row, and that his career was hanging by a thread after the Twilight Zone trial. Oh, I on. figured the guy was nice to me when I did Trading Places, so I'd give him a shot.
1: I was going out of my way to help this guy, and he fucked me over. Now he's got a hit picture on his resume, a movie that made over 200 million as opposed to him coming off a couple of f- <laughs> fucked up movies.
0: <laughs> Which is where I'd rather see him be right now, <laughs>, laughs. <laughs>, laughs. And that is from a 1989 Rolling Stone interview with Eddie Murphy. It's wild. So that's like right after this movie. Yeah, that's and fucking out of control. And Landis had said, yeah, I read, there's a great collider interview with Landis from about 2006 that I tracked down. And he said that um, he said that Eddie Murphy was a brilliant guy. He'd never heard of him until Trading Places came around. He wasn't mm. sure who he was, and that he said that Eddie Murphy. Was nineteen year- years old and never had to struggle in his life because mm. he was from an integrated middle class neighborhood. Started doing stand up comedy in New York and at seventeen and by eighteen he was on Saturday Night Live. By nineteen he was on Forty Eight Hours and Trading Places. Mm. So I think his timeline's a bit <laughs> fucked up there, mm. um,
1: but it's not far off.
0: Yeah, he said that. The guy on Trading Places was young and full of energy and curious and funny and fresh and great. The guy on Coming to America was the pig of the world. (laughs) The most unpleasant, arrogant, bullshit entourage. Just an arsehole. However, Eddie is brilliant and he and I have always worked together well. There's never been an issue created. On Coming to America, we clashed quite a bit because he was such a pig. He was so rude to people. I was like, Jesus Christ, Eddie, who are you? But I told him, you can't be late. If you're late again, I quit. We had a good work. Working relationship but our personal relationship changed because he just felt that he was a superstar and that everyone had to kiss his ass he was a jerk but great in fact one of the greatest performances he's ever given the character he plays in Coming to America Akeem is so opposite of what Eddie really was a gentleman charming and elegant as opposed to this jerk off someone I think someone I think it was James Earl Jones used to say that when Eddie came on set it's like an arctic wind I mean he wouldn't do this off camera for people it was bullshit he wouldn't do his off-camera for people, so he wouldn't do the oh really he do the over the shoulders. It was bullshit, but I still think he's wonderful in the movie because that was the first time you know Eddie's genius is mimicry. He can be anyone if you say sing like Eddie Murphy, he's got no voice, but if you say sing like Jackie Wilson or Frank Sinatra, he would do it. Hmm. That's so. That's, that's a pretty great quote. Yeah, and then he talks as well. There's some great inter- in this interview. There's great more stuff about coming to America, about how John Landis developed the Saul character for Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. as um, a commentary to an article he read about uh, Jewish, Jewish comedians doing blackface. Yeah, exactly.
1: Porsche Bell era. Yeah, I read that too. It's um. Ugh, that's he called him a pig twice in that quote.
0: Yeah, and then they that, worked together six years later on <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop Three. Which I've never seen. And Landis says of Beverly Hills Cop Three, he read the original <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop script. He said it was one of the shittest scripts he's ever read. Beverly Hills but they made a great movie because Martin mm. Brest just let Eddie Murphy be funny in it. And he's like, mm. that's what we'll do. I'll say yes to this movie. Eddie wants me back on board. So, I'll just do that, letting me be funny because the script was awful. for well, he was cop three. Mm. But Eddie Murphy said that Axel Foley is an adult now. He's not a kid anymore. He's not fucking around doing wisecracks. And that's why that movie has such a bad reputation because John Landis was like, well, then I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> on this movie. He just shot the shitty script.
1: Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. It's sad that their relationship got tarnished like that. And to call someone a pig is one of the greatest insults of all time. Yeah. Alec Thanks Baldur's to Alec. <laughs> <Baldur's>. <laughs> Alec. I'll call your daughter a little pig. It's. It's just so evocative. It is it
0: is. It's such an
1: insult. It's huge. I mean, uh, there are so many stories about what Eddie was like at this period in his mm. career and allegedly he was a real asshole. Yeah. Um, but still, that's really hurtful to hear. It's so <laughs> it's
0: such a bad thing to say, but also say that you wish that he was just still stuck with fucked up movies. Yeah. an interview that came out right after the movie came out is so And also,
1: like Eddie's saying that in the wake of the whole Twilight Zone I thing I know So it's almost like he's going You know what He deserves To be yeah. in showbiz hell Because of what he did On I Twilight Zone I wish I Zone. didn't bring him back Yeah I the wish brink. I didn't try To save his career It's crazy Yeah And of course The Twilight Zone thing We're talking about Google it If you don't know It's what awful we're talking It's about. one of the
0: worst things ever happened in a film It changed film uh, Completely forever Yeah
1: It changed John Landis's
0: life Dare yeah. I say Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. It's so brutal, but oh, This movie man. is great. So that was episode 68 hmm. of Mike Check. Hang on a
1: second. That's uh-huh. very close to another number that I very much admire.
0: 67?
1: Mm, maybe the other direction. Maybe <laughs> go in a new direction. <laughs> okay, well,
0: 69? <whoop>, <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: We never thought we would make it to episode 69 with Mike Check. <laughs>
1: no, no. We thought we'd get to like 23 and then we'd be done.
0: Exactly. Right? And that would be great. But unfortunately, the Lord had other plans for us.
1: <laughs> so we should do something a little special for 69. What do you think? Yeah. I, I have an idea. How about I go upside down <laughs> and you go and then we just see what happens.
0: Well, I'm pretty hungry. I could eat for two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think we should do... I think we might have to take a break from Murphy's floor mm. and do something Mike-related for We've 69. got to
0: go back to Mike for 69. He's the world's horniest spy.
1: Yeah. What should we do?
0: Well, we haven't done it yet. I think we should review Terminal, the latest movie starring Mike Myers. He's returned to the big screen. Okay. It is finally out officially all around the world, so you can access it legally, which we have not been able to do. Yeah. Disney was bring it out in Australia for some reason they wouldn't let us have a screener so, so annoying
1: so annoying alright let's do terminal we'll talk about how horny this motherfucker is and how 69 <laughs> plus hours has really helped us shape who the freak we are
0: yeah and the shape is it's an Ouroboro sh- style shape <laughs> oh, we'll see you next week guys if you like what you heard give us 5 stars on iTunes in your review leave us the name and title for what you'd like our next super specific actor based Podcast to Could be. Could you do that a little faster? Super specific activated <laughs> podcast to beat, such as Cruiser. Oh, we already done that one.
1: Uh, <laughs> Arsenio Hall spin-off, where we watch the three or two movies that Arsenio Hall is in.
0: The Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a famous guy called Hall. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's true. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Subscribe to our Patreon, get some bonus apps mm-hmm. over there, plus you get access to a cool chat group full of horny babies who oh, love to so talk much about fun. babies. I love
0: that chat group. It makes me happy every day I get a notification from yeah, it. Yeah, it's the best. And in our Patreon bonus episodes as well, we are doing commentaries for the films of Mike Myers. We've already got Austin Powers in there. There'll probably be another one very, very soon mm-hmm. for you to hear. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, by the way, tonight, if you're in Sydney and uh, you are in the mood to lol, come and watch me do some stand-up comedy at the Enmore Theatre. Use the code Yeah Baby, book tickets online, and you can get some cheap freaking tickets. Come watch me laugh and be part of my comedy recording. I would love to have you there.
0: Oh, Cameron is one of the funniest I've seen this show already. It is so good. I will not be there on that night. God, I'm
1: so glad you won't be there because you make me too nervous.
0: I was going to say, you can do it during it. (laughs) (laughs) Please come along and yell out, you can do it during my recording. No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. I swear I'll leave it in. Oh, my gosh. Also, on the 31st of August, you can see me hosting Greenlights Comedy Nights. And we've got a former guest on this show headlining. Nick Kappa is going to be in town for that show. Very funny. Very very funny boy. He's disgusting. He's a grot. <laughs> <laughs> um thanks for joining us guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Boy it's my check, It's my check, The